Today on Talk About That, we welcome our dear friend and host of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast, Allison Holland. We discuss the important issues like bringing back landlines, know-it-alls, and the proper pronunciation of niche, or is it niche? Plus a conversation about the dangers of revisionist history and the emergence of commentary as news. Today's episode is not sponsored by Monopoly. When you want to play a board game, but also want to destroy your family, it's go time. It's Banter Town Central. It's your favorite podcast. Talk about that. I'm John here with Johnny. Hey guys, and a special co-host today, uh, the illustrious Allison Holland. What's up, Allie? Hey, I'm so glad to be here. My favorite podcast ever. What a wonderful guest. Oh, she's wonderful. It's been a couple years. Hasn't what? Yes, years? I looked. I looked. The last time I was on here was 2020. No way. That doesn't feel like a couple years ago. Wait. Was yeah, it? because it was right after I started my podcast. It was like August 2020. Which is now world-renowned. Yes. Allison is the host, and we talked about it the last few weeks, actually, of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast, uh, which you were recently on. It was. In the, uh, guys, it's a good episode. I'm going to be honest. I it's, appreciate it. I, it's worth the listen. You kind of have sure. to say that. You're here. I'm here. But I said it off there, too. I you did say it, it off there, too. <laughs> I have a hard time taking compliments. I apologize. Well, it's great. I have a, I, I, it's easy for me to give apologies. Is that, is that, that's something. I apologize. Allison, that brings me to my first question for you. Yes. What Enneagram type do you think Johnny is? Huh. Ooh. Well, you've listened to the show a bunch. So well, you probably, always been, say six. Yeah. Yeah. You, That's hard for me to say because I don't really st- – I haven't really looked at all of them outside of Moan or Jeffries. Like I just really look at ones and sevens. And you're like, not, you mean that. you're not obsessed with other people's personalities like the way that John is? No. Wow. <laughs> not really. Wow. I think that's part of John en- John's Enneagram. He's just like, i got to figure out what you are. No, actually, I'm not. <laughs> I just think – I see common trends. Uh-huh. Like when you go, oh, I can't take a compliment. That's but then I'm saying certain like, types that do that. But isn't that uh, tribalism? You want to see yourself and other people so that you can share a... I think it's hilarious that you think that you don't overanalyze me in accusing me of Oh, no, I overanalyze you. everything. Like you're like trying to do the same thing to me you're accusing me of doing. You're yeah. just doing it in a wittier way. I just... <sighs> Can we just admit that you're broken and go from there? <laughs> I think I admit Irreparably. Guys, just so you know, listener, that the lunch today started off great uh, with the three of us mm-hmm. and ended with John basically in a heap of just emotional goo on you the were. table. You yeah, were. It was. It was a moment. I just like started. talking you down from the ledge. Yeah. So these are really good friends I have here. Sorry about that, guys. So, yeah, please analyze me all you want. I am a, I am a broken mess. but um, Aren't we all? I think we are. I think we all are. John more than us, though. Yeah. <laughs> that is probably true. <laughs> I just realized in the video, I mean, this is for the audio people, I'm just looking back and forth, back and forth, like, the whole time. It's going to be like watching a tennis match. Uh, yeah, well, especially because we interrupt each other, so, yeah, it's going to be like, who? who? And I'm, like, I'm just going to pick one to stare at for a while. Yeah, when you put up those little videos and you have to do the captions, you know, mm-hmm. the going back and forth, it's a lot. There's a lot of words in there that just get lost. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. I'm watching a, a show about the history of the Lakers, uh, the Lakers dynasty in the 80s, and Chick Hearn, who's the voice of the Lakers for many years, uh, they brought on Pat Riley. He wasn't coached then. He was basically like a beach bum. He had retired from the Lakers as a player and was like just playing like intramural volleyball, basically, and didn't know what to do with his life. And couldn't even get in the Lakers facility. Like, there's a story of a security guard basically like checking him at the door and being like, sorry. And he's like, I'm Pat Riley. And they're like, whatever. So anyway, he gets a job working under Chick Hearn as like the color guy. Uh, you know, so Chick will give the play by play, and then Pat Riley will offer like the well. If, when I was a player, we did you know that kind of right. thing. But Chick Hearn, evidently in the series, I don't know if this is true recount of Chick Hearn because these are all dramatized. But he was like overbearing and didn't want to be interrupted, and and would like limit how many words Pat Riley could say because he wanted to be the heavy handed guy. So he put up a fist. So he goes, when I give you this. You stop talking. Oh, so God. Pat Riley in like one scene, he's like talking. I said, well, I know Kareem used to post up and now he, and Chick's like, oh, and he has no. to just like stop mid. We need that. We need some kind of a system like that, John, yeah. where I'm just like, all right, that's enough of you. <laughs> but it's a video now, so we can't do it. Right. Like they were audio Kick only. Kick him under the table. Normally, Johnny, yeah. Johnny's just shooting me horrible, just threatening glances all the time. But now he has to stop. The I thought only- you've been nicer since we started video. Yeah, it's, it's true. I have checked. He has myself. so much pent up anger, though. Inside. Yeah, I let it out. I let it out other places. The truth is Johnny's a rager. No, the truth is the one thing that's different since we started video is that Johnny doesn't stop to go to the bathroom mid. Mm. You know what's funny? I've not really had to, though. Maybe it's like my... Maybe it's because you know you can't. It is. It's like my bladder knows. Because, like, when I'm on planes, like, I have a really good plane streak of not going in the plane bathroom. Because, I mean, I'm I'm six foot four. I don't do that. The plane bathroom is just not a good experience at all. 
It's like a coat closet. It's unbelievable. So I don't. I try to just make sure I'm totally empty. Are you sure you're not going into the coat closet? Oh, like, Where's the toilet? What plane are you flying? It has a coat closet. I want to. I want to be on that airline. They, they got the car. Yeah, they have the little thing where Johnny. He's like, "Hey, will you hold this?" And they and they always they, say they, they say no little, sometimes. And yeah. then they do. Is it. this a real thing? Yeah, there's, yeah, a, there's closet a closet there. on planes. What? It's yeah. where the pilot's luggage and stuff goes too. Sometimes, yeah. so a lot of their luggage has to sit in there. Like a so little sometimes wow. my guitar won't fit because their stuff is in there, and they go, "No, it won't fit." Yeah, little tiny vertical closet kind of right. Be right when they in. pick up their luggage at the end, you're right, it is drenched. So what is going on? <laughs> uh, it smells like pee. No, I. but here's the thing. When I go to the movies, I psych myself out. But I've also drank like 32 ounces of Diet Coke, which is just a diuretic. That's before you got to the movies. By L. Ron Hubbard. It is. Like we're at lunch and I'm drinking all the Diet Cokes. And then I get in the movie and I'm like, I'm going to miss a good part. So you try to wait. You ever do that? You try to wait for like the part of the movie where you're like, I bet this is just like something I'm not going to need to know. Then you come back and like eight eight key characters have died. Uh-huh. And you have to ask like, right. why did they got kill those people? Well, you shouldn't have gone to the bathroom. <laughs> How dare you? I yeah. do that. I'll like psych myself out so much that I'm not even focusing on the dialogue in the movie. And then I'm like, oh, wait, what did I just miss? Because I'm afraid I have to be yeah. like, what do I do? You're- and road trips. Oh, yeah. I, I terrify myself about it because like, oh. I, I feel like I'm going to make my family have to stop over and over and over. Well, what would be the harm of that? Though? There's not. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. See, we don't have any shame in the we driver of the house. We, Although I do like to get there. Like, I'm that mm-hmm. person. So, no, I don't we know. stop a lot. Like, we came back from Atlanta this weekend. Bucky's. Yeah, but that's a fun stop. Bucky's that's like is. a thing. Like, And then almost every pilot station. Because yeah, I wrote okay. for Mr. Haslam, I got to stop and get one of those. They have these, these machines that fresh grind the coffee. What was this? This is the machine. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great machine. <laughs> anyway, uh, we stop a lot, but uh, I, I will say. For the movie thing, we may have talked about this before, but yeah. I have an invention. Oh, right. This, the live streaming. You go to the bathroom. The they need to have your phone where it will connect to a, a theater-only Wi-Fi network that you just now has a code for the movie you're in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And if you have to get up and leave, then it only works within the theater, so you can't leave and watch a movie that's you know licensed or whatever. But you can carry your phone and watch the movie. Yeah. On the way to the bathroom. This feels like an invention, no, though. That, like, if that people are work. peeing that much, they got to invent something to like. That wouldn't work. Maybe movies right. aren't for you. Because what if Jeffrey walked out with me and recorded it on, like, oh, I guess you can still screen, you can still record in a movie theater though. Yeah, so, that's true. I mean, yeah, you already have a phone. That's there. true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Guys, live streaming. Nobody wants to watch your weird bootleg version of the movie anyway, though. It's that's like, true. It's like even people that take a video of concerts, it's like, nobody wants to see your distorted-sounding Foo Fighters clip. I hate that. I hate the, like... <laughs> Just enjoy the show. Yes. I'm good with, like, the one story of, like, hey, I'm, I was here, yeah. here it is. But if it's, I mean, boom, 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 I am... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It bothers me. Well, yeah, but, like, they, you bootleg... The, nobody wants to see your bootleg versions of things. Like, I think Jeffrey told me that... Uh, who is our dear friend and your husband? He was talking about watching uh, on HBO or Showtime one time. There was a Paul Simon live in Central Park, Simon and Garfunkel live in Central Park from like the 70s, mm-hmm. late 70s. And he was maybe his early 80s. But he goes, The thing that immediately struck me is just thousands of people just sitting and watching a show. Yeah. There was no iPads, nobody looking at their phone. Yeah. It was so jarring to watch people like, there was a cultural moment where we just paid to see something and watched that thing. And if we did anything, we may have looked at each other and went, that was neat. Like, that's it. There wasn't like a, I need to record this for pos- this. yeah, Or I need to, like, be distracted. Because that's the thing is, you could be enjoying something amazing that you want to watch. Like, somebody said this the other day on Twitter. I pat myself on the back for being a good person when I put my phone down to watch the TV. Like when you put your phone away yeah. to be like, I'm going to focus on this TV show that's also a waste of time. Yeah. You give yourself a little bit of extra like endorphins. Mm. You're like, yeah, that's a little dopamine well, rush yeah, of like, I'm a, I'm a good person. I'll get mad at Laura for watching the big screen and she's on her little screen. Yeah. And I'm like, this is Jeffrey really stupid. I'm, I'm and then you get a notification from your watch too and you're like, oh, let me check this out. What's <laughs> no, this a about? Tiny screen. Right. My watch is telling me to stand. I'll stand and watch both screens. But you know, we say this, are we going to do anything about it? Yeah. Because what I want to do is, yeah. y'all, and y'all were talking me into it a little bit at lunch today when I was on the meltdown. Like just maybe quit. I just need an extreme, like, Luddite. I'm shutting down all my accounts. Go Luddite, bro. And I'm going to go take a run every day, read books. Okay. I'll still record the podcast. Yeah. And someone else can, that's a problem. I have no one else to do it. 
It's like a message in a bottle. Then you just put it in the bottle and you just you go. Or at least times. I think that would be good. Like have mm. a time. What I want to do. I just switched to from my computer to an iPad. Okay. So I'm completely apps based. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get rid of my apps on my phone, like my social media, and just. I mean, honestly, I would I would get rid of all of it anyway. But everything that I do is on social media technically. Right. So. I'm going to just only do it when I'm on my iPad. And then what I want to do is get a house phone. And literally, we take our cell phones and put them away at like 5 o'clock. And important people would have the number for if they need to get a hold of us. And you can call my house phone if you need me. to a landline. Yeah. And otherwise, I will not see your messages or anything until the next day. I've never heard anyone say this. That's what I'm going to do. See, Ali's younger than us. Maybe this will be the thing. It'll start this onslaught of like, like we're going to go back. Like a rotary dial. I am. I'm just would, disgusted by how consumed our society is with being present in everyone else's lives on their phone, but mm. not present in their own lives mm, and watching yeah. their own children, their own family and their own moments, but want to watch someone else have those moments. It, it drives me nuts. So mm. that's my solution. And that's what I'm doing. You think you're really going to do it? Oh, yeah. I've been talking to Jeffrey about it for a long time. We're going to do a landline. Are landlines a thing still? Can you? Yeah. What if those? Okay. Yep. Well, I mean. Even if you had – so maybe don't call it a landline. Maybe it's cheaper just to have like a third burner phone that only a few people get the number. I mean it doesn't really matter the technology of That's the true. Phone. You could yeah, just have a, another true. cell phone that's yeah. – no apps are on it. It's just a phone. Yeah. It could be even like that, a little, it could be like yeah. a little jitterbug phone. Yeah. 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 But that's what I want to do because if people need us, they can call us. Otherwise, I don't, I don't need to be in a text thread. I don't need to be in I – I just don't. I want to know when you do it. See, this is my thing. I have grand – Ideas like that. Yeah, John likes it until he needs to reach you. <laughs> well, you'll have the number. <laughs> then he's on the list of the people. But you're like, not allowed to use it for if you need work help. It's only That's for like reason. if you want to chat so, with us, sure. Or if oh you boy. want to, or if you have a something you need to tell us immediately, sure. Otherwise, no work. Man, I don't yeah. <laughs> but that would be good for you too, though. Have a cutoff time. I, you know, I'm but John's like, I get so much done from yeah. <laughs> between 7 and 10 p.m. I, I, I'm debating, uh, like, again, part of this is like a return to Sabbath idea a little bit. Like, we talked about Johnny a few weeks, you know, you're supposed to rest one-seventh of your life. Uh, and the whole idea of Sabbath is it's not just rest. It's that you trust that you don't have to be productive for that time, mm-hmm. that it's okay. You're not in control. So... I'm going to trust, even though this needs to get done, that it will be okay. God's in control of my life. And, man, I'm telling you, I am really struggling with that juxtaposed against the stewardship, mm-hmm. the, the the parable of the talents. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm the guy. i got to take these two talents and turn them into four, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. Like, there's that. I don't want to be the guy that buries it. And I'm, I know it's a dumb – I get the theological dissonance of, of comparing – not being able to rest and to take any sort of Sabbath with, with that. But, you know, we were talking about, so back to your social media stuff during the week in order to do what it feels like we're supposed to do. It feels like that now the requirements are, if I'm going to steward this, well, I have to be more available Mm -hmm. on that device. It's not even to look at others necessarily, but it's a, we're putting out posts daily, you know, of mining content and it's just like this constant I've, – I've moved from – because right now I'm not in an active – I'm in several editing projects. I'm not in an active book writing project, which is the first time in like a long time. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, I've got three books coming out this year that, that are already written, but I'm not like – and I'm waiting on some other things. And we have your book, mm-hmm. but we're still in publishing you know, issues with it, trying to, trying to get that. But in that, I've switched over to this other, like mining the existing content to put out. And, so, and I'm going to tell you, it is like – a different level. Most people think if they were going to write a manuscript, it's the worst thing they can possibly imagine. That's why they need me. Oh God, I couldn't imagine writing 200 yeah. pages. I'm at the place now where I'm like, the idea that I have to post a certain kind of thing and, and try to figure out what it is the algorithm wants. Like mm-hmm. the, it, it, it's almost like we're, we're, we're trying to determine some sentient yeah. beings' thoughts that yeah. no one can know, and there's it's conferences like that, about it. What's that it? movie, The Arrival, where they have to hold up the weird symbols, and there's the being beyond the glass that they have to like see if they can discern the? That's what it is. That's the algorithm. We're like, what does this hashtag mean to you? Is this doing anything for you? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's crazy. Yeah. It was the other day we, you know, you posted for a church uh, a video clip mm-hmm. of a sermon thing, and I collaborated on it, 
And like it blew up that morning. We were watching it going, oh my gosh, like, you know, people are really watching this. And that's the algorithm allowing them to see it. And it was just flying in an hour. It had 5,000 views. Yeah. And then it stopped. Yep. The algorithm said, no more. That was it. Why did it stop? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not even like, I'm not mad that it stopped. I'm, what, what drives me crazy, this is part of my recovery process, is there is no way to know what makes that system work mm-hmm. that you're having to participate in. So I don't want to be. But there are people that know because they figured it out, but then they don't want to. No, they don't. It changes all the time, too. Yeah, the people I work with will tell me, like, so I, I, I have friends who've, like, been to the conference of the 5,000 influencers that get invited. It's like, the, oh, it's Illuminati. Correct. Well, I don't know about that. But they tell you. They tell you what all this, what's, here's, what's going on. Like, right now, it's all in reels and yeah. all this stuff. They tell you. And, and she'll tell me, like, influencer friends of hers will get completely freaked out because every two weeks or so, Instagram will just change something. Yeah. And no one knows what it is for a while. Mm-hmm. And then you're like looking at leaked, you know, blogs and you're trying to, and once you figure it out in the next two weeks, they change it again, you know, and it has, it could do with the borders around the t- and you just go, oh my gosh, there's so many rules that what are we really chasing? I would rather sit because I know Microsoft word, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I know the parameters of a good story. If you give me a good story that I get to write, wow, this is great, you know. And 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 you and it has an ending point, and you can say push send and send it off, you know. And I love to see it bound. It's about your point, it's like my landline. Like I want to hold those accomplishable tasks again, because this other stuff feels like, man, we're just we're just throwing stuff into space, you know. And sometimes the thing you didn't even try takes off, and sometimes the thing you worked ten hours on does nothing, and you're like, mm-hmm. wow, there's no up or down here. There's no like rule to it. So anyway, an old guy. Yelling at the sky is all you're Literally, hearing. You just so. as far as my socials go, I just don't care. Like <sighs> I, I don't know. I don't care. Like I, I get. I, I was looking the other day, and I had a post that I did a few months ago. No, not even that long. A few weeks ago, and uh, it has over three thousand likes. And I was like, that's weird. I don't know how that what one got so many. It was, it was about a JFK post, yeah. yeah, JFK. And then I'll have another one that'll get. A hundred, you know, and yeah. I just don't, I don't, I don't know. You share I just my don't episode, care. it's like. No, no that, that one did well. Womp, womp. I'm telling you. I'm telling right. you. Believe it. Uh, I, wanted, I wanted to have a good show. For I, you should talk about that episode, by the way. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I got a little obsessed with my downloads mm. probably about a year ago because yeah. I got a huge spike over, it was a whole algorithm thing, and I got a huge spike, and then. It, I did in the next month, and I remember just getting really obsessed with it, thinking it was my problem. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped checking them all the time. I, I never check my downloads. I probably should. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, I, I just don't. I try not to care. I just cannot. I don't refresh um, reviews all the time. I don't do all of that. That definitely picked up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt. There's a, we'll leave it. That was a phone okay. vibrating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I did that for a long time on our podcast. Did not. Uh, then again, it feels like stewardship issue. It does. It almost feels like I, why am I, I sh- maybe I should be checking it's this. It's like I don't people know. that you like, there's a thing of like, don't be obsessed with the scale where you weigh every day. Cause your weight fluctuates day to day and it's not, but then if you never weigh yourself, it's like, that's not good either. Mm-hmm. Or you're just like, I don't know what I weigh. I'm not yeah, weighed in a year. I'm you're like, the numbers. Yeah. bro, you need to, you need, you need to know that number. Probably. I think, I think I'm, I've found a happy medium with it because I care. I do care. I want the show to be successful. Obviously. That's yeah. why I work so hard on it. So I care and I look occasionally, but I don't refresh my feed every single day yeah. or let myself live and dwell in it. If somebody doesn't like the show and lets sure. me know, you know, so, but I mean, it's a constant working on myself process to get there. Yeah. And I'm used to like negative reviews people not liking a book or whatever mm-hmm. um i'm also used to me that's a healthier place book writing you really can't control outcome you put all this work into it and you believe in it and i learned early on like that 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 gut punch of disappointment when the market doesn't necessarily respond then you kind of come to a place you go well i don't in fact when i do interviews as a writer i'll go look just so you know i'm a book writer not a bookseller they always go, do you think this is good? And I'll go, yeah, I think it's great. Just so, just, just remember, I'm a book writer. Yeah. I don't know what the market's going to like in this. So I'm here to steward your story with you and your message. I can't control what the outcomes are. That's somebody else's. And there's a whole industry of doing mm-hmm. that. That's not what I do. I can just tell you what I like. Um, but coming to that place, I used to go, well, I just don't know how to do that, and that's cool. I'll just leave it. But I think, I think 
then you get down the road and you go, yeah, but I think Not So Black and White was the one for me, uh, which has done better probably than any book I've ever done as my own self. Well, it has for sure in terms of whatever reaching people. But it, does it does it reach the expectations of what I think it really is? Do I think it's reached as many people as I think it could help? I really don't. Um, and I don't mean that in some prideful way. I mean, like, legitimately, we poured our soul into that book. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think yeah. that one started mattering, like, mm, man, this, I, I need, I need to make sure I'm doing the work now to go, you know, past, uh, just the writing part and, and moving on. And that's where people like you, Allison, or you have a degree in marketing mm-hmm. and that seems to come more naturally. Uh, but you're right. There's just a time and I, I've done it before where you just got to separate your emotions and go, okay, I'm not going to let that. I'm not going to let that quantifiable element uh, affect my – one of my terms is my own essential energy. Mm-hmm. Like I have energy that has to go out, but then there's essential energy that if you start tapping into it, then I start losing who I am or losing my peace or losing my confidence or – sounds, This sounds like such new age bullcrap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or going to lunches and freaking out in front of your friends. That's how you know it might be time. Uh, Were you giving your essential energy to us? Is that what was happening? What I was hoping is, is after giving my essential energy, maybe you'd pay for someone's meal. But instead, you're like, no, separate. I spend all that money on incense because I believe in essential energies <laughs> and the universe. And... I want to talk about this episode you guys just recorded because I thought it was excellent. And I also want, uh, I want to make a pretty big announcement. Oh. Um, that I have listened to every single episode of the Kennedy Dynasty You have podcast. not. I don't believe you. All 80? Is wow. that where we're at? I don't know how many we're at. Yeah, 86. I have listened to all 86 episodes <gasps> of Kennedy Did Dynasty. you listen to them really fast and not pay attention, or did you two, pay two, attention? Two, two no, I paid attention. I did listen to them fast, but I paid we attention. We probably need to give your audience a little backstory as to why this is such a big okay. a, a big deal. <laughs> so John was on my podcast recently, and as... You may or may not know, but he is writing my book, mm-hmm. and along with me, you know, I can't just say that you're, nope, you're doing all the things, but uh, he is writing my book, and we got to talking and realized very quickly that John has not listened to my freaking podcast. Not true. Did not know who John F. Kennedy was. Yeah, didn't even know, <laughs> and it's crazy. So literally had listened to very few episodes and i'm just going to be honest my show is very digestible it's 20 minutes mm. it's quick it's poppy Don't say it's that. johnny want to make ours like that my episode was longer yeah you're so longer Shocker. Yeah. But I actually, chatty Kathy I actually over here. love when I get somebody on that does, like I've told you that yeah. before when you've been on, I like a longer episode because it helps because I get feedback. Sometimes people are like, I love the short episodes. And some people are like, give us more. Give us so more. I like an occasional. Well, there is a, a comedy longer. thing of like, leave them wanting more. And I did the opposite. So they're like, no, that was enough. That was the right. <laughs> like, I've always heard that. Like somebody told me that and it really made sense to me. They go, if you get off stage and it feels like that was the right amount of time, you went on too long. I was yeah. like, oh. Yeah, that's a Jay Leno used to say, if you feel like you're going uh, too slow, slow down. Because I go fast. If I get nervous on stage, yeah. I'll fly by, fly by. If you feel like you're going too slow, slow down. I was like, oh, no. Oh, wow. oh. I've blown both of those things. I go, well, that was about the right amount of time. The crowd's like, oh, No, that's not true. The sitter's I'm, waiting. Yeah, that's not true. Everybody loves your show. Oh, stop so. it. No, I just mean like there's a sense of like, yeah, you, there's an audience. Like you want to leave them like, oh, that was great. But like if there's there's a line there's a saturation point I think with content of any yeah. kind I don't know but if it's something you love that's what podcasts have given us is I have a, a subject that I love like Kennedy or or like if they like what I do or they like what you do and they kind of want to know more about us yeah you really can't go too far because they want to take that deep dive and that's mm-hmm. what podcasts have given us it's like uh, it's like old radio shows yeah you know so I don't know we can go deep if we want I guess but. There is a limit, I guess, to some people. But it's now it's 200-something episodes for us. So, Well, 86. Good luck, Allie. You'll make it one day. 86 of Allie's. <laughs> They'll be there. I've listened to all of them. What'd That's crazy. So what I wanted to tell you You're was, a fanboy. Well, well number well, one. Well, he might not have liked them. <laughs> he hasn't this told us yet. This is the only podcast <laughs> that I've listened. I don't have to listen to all of ours. <laughs> yeah. Well, you lived them. I lived yeah. them, but I don't listen. You guys are texting me. Uh, it was you uh, from last week's episode. And I had no idea what you were talking about. You just you just forget when you yeah, say it. I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know which part. Oh yeah. You go through and, and write descriptions and things, and I do some editing. But at that point, then I was off, you know, to the next thing. And I don't. I was like, I don't. 
I wonder what did we say? Because you were like you were suing us for defamation or something. Y'all said you were going to sue me. Yeah, because we said okay. that her dropping the clips in. Yeah, we don't do it, and Allie does, and, and she's I better said, than us. I go, well, maybe it's a problem. Though. Maybe copyright infringement. There you go. Yeah. Okay. See, thanks, guys. I didn't. I don't. I didn't remember it yeah. at that moment. Uh, so yes, yours more than any of the others. So my my. Overall feedback, which you're on the edge well, of your I'm seat nervous. for. I'm she really is a little nervous. looking so nervous right now. Is that it is spectacular. Oh, that's it's true. really, really good. Really Thank nice. you. Like it's um, – you're good at what you do and there's a, a charm to it of bringing along the audience in your process um, that, hey, guys, this week – we had issues at home, and I wasn't going to do an episode, but you had a lot like that. I wasn't going to do an episode this week. Oh, oops. And then you almost always did it, which shows, like, your commitment. Like, I didn't even realize I said it a lot. Now, you, now you it's subconscious. Say, Jeez, no, no, I liked it because okay. what it's saying to me is this was so important to her, even though her life was, you know, difficult that week. I and care she about so you, much the fans, knowledge. the right. listeners. Yeah, hey, I wanted to make sure that – because this thing came out in the news, and I just had to address it. You know, mm-hmm. Two, Johnny pointed out last week, and again, he's always making our podcast look bad by pointing all the things we should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is good. I would love to do it. The clips are so great whenever you're like, yeah. hey, you yeah. know, th- he made this speech on X date. Um, now, you have, a, you have a smaller box than us. Yeah. I mean, like, again, you, know, you have this niche thing that you're doing. Uh, so you niche or niche? I, I think say it's niche. niche. Yeah, niche is. I hear. It I all think the, it's either or. Yeah, mm. I was just curious. I wanted to. I wanted to pull the room and see yeah. who said I think what. Niche is kind of you know, a little pretentious. Pretentious niche. Well, yeah, I'm sticking. They with said it. niche in my marketing classes. Did they? Yeah. At MTSU. Was that supposed to be rude? <laughs> like, yeah, I wonder if at Harvard at your, they would they say, would they say niche like, at Harvard? Would they say niche at Harvard? I don't know. We need a Harvard at graduate. The Jones College of Business. <laughs> they said niche. So if somebody, I love, I'm not, I'm not dogging. I'm just yeah. wondering uh, how it changes across yeah. the country. In the University of Tennessee, they probably would have said niche. Yeah, I'm guessing. Uh, and yet you went there and you say niche on this podcast. We I say think it's because you're. I think it's because you're trying to be a little more important than you are. I think so, guys. I am an elitist. I don't know what you want, but it's you have this like you're coming in and out in a way that like I don't. I would like. I was curious as the as a writer. Like, do you have this grand folder? Where I do all of these. Okay, I know this is basically all the major speeches that we have record of audio. Oh, no, I thought you were that, every time you use one, do you drop it into that folder? Because then it seems like you would go back and forth to some of the some of the same speeches, different parts. But over time, like you become very educated to the. Okay, yeah, like I'm. I'm and I'm, I could tell you my favorite episode too, if you'd like. Sure. So, what would you think it'd be? I was curious. Oh God, I don't know. I don't know. Was it with a guest or by myself? You had a guest. The one that you were on. The one, yeah, you're. you're. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the one with Johnny? Because that was spectacular. Well, I'm not counting. That was the last one. I had so, a of guest. Was God it forbid an you author? say something nice think, about me. No, not an author, but think of the content. Like, I'll just tell you. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like Robert Kennedy's visit to the Delta. Oh, I loved that one too. Like, yeah. so good. And, and, and in all this, like, I want to hang out with Ryan Pryor. Yeah. Like, I really Y'all do. Y'all do along. I feel like that he's a lot smarter and more knowledgeable than me. I'd be a little like, mm, don't tell him that though. Know, It'll just inflate his ego. Yeah, no. But y'all Can't are fun. Him. Y'all are great. There's a great energy there. So yeah, Kennedy Dynasty. I'm not like just saying that because you're on the podcast, but I was waiting to put have you on until I'd listened to all of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, and you know what my life's been like the last. I do. I'm I'm shocked. So I'm... yeah, Laura knows I have been putting headphones in every spare second. That is so kind. I Honestly, now. thank I'm up you. To speed because I care and I really enjoyed it, and you did a great job. Well, so. I needed to tell you I hired somebody else to do the book, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, that's awesome. That's exciting. Thank you. He listened to every episode a week before you, right? Yeah. So and he, he listened on regular it. time, not fast. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Johnny, how many episodes of Kennedy Dynasty do you think? Now that I've done this, I can absolutely throw other people under the bus. Uh-huh. Who do you think you've listened to? Um... Okay, I don't understand this. I support this podcast (laughs) so much. I feel like I – yes, it's about the Kennedys. Uh Some people may not be interested. I feel like I make it interesting. Well, Johnny is – My own friends don't listen to my podcast. No. Hey, has Jeffrey listened to It's so adorable. You think we're friends. Um, (laughs) No, he doesn't listen. (laughs) No. Oh, my God. I just never heard what you said. It took her a second. It took her too long. That was the jump grenade. No, look. Hey – no, I, I listen to mine. 
because uh, I was kind of afraid to because I, I did it and I was like, oh, I think I repeated myself a few times. And I used a couple of like phrases more than once that bugged me about it. But I listened back and I was like, oh, it was. I think it was good. And um, and then I shared it on my channel because I wanted other people to hear it because it was kind of a different conversation that I'm used to having. Mm-hmm. So I liked that that you kind of brought a little bit of different side out of me. Then that's the cool thing about doing other people's podcasts is it's so it's such a deep dive into that culture and and it was about something I had no idea about this um, first family record that this guy named Vaughn Meter had done where it was like presidential satire, the first real example that we have in American culture of, of something that went that far anyway. Uh, it won Grammy for best record, a record of the year. So it was like, I think that one was like, Oh, I didn't know about this. And I thought about that for our podcast too. I like when somebody comes on and, or even if John will say like, did you know this story? And I don't know. And then I can just comment on it and it can just be fresh. Yeah. Cause sometimes I think I get into my head about like, I want to prove how much I know about something. Yeah. It's like if you play a trivia game, you don't really learn anything unless you listen. You just kind of spout what you know. Right. So you don't really – unless you go, oh, I didn't know that. I got that one wrong. And then you just kind of file it away. But usually if you're playing a trivia game, you just kind of go, I knew that. And then yeah. you win and you leave the game. And if that's all a podcast is, it's kind of gross. Yeah. So I kind of like the idea of somebody bringing something to the table that I didn't know about. And Allie did that. And so I was like, oh, and this is what I know about this subject that you don't, might not have known. So that's kind of, it was kind of a fun give and take in that way, which is what a good podcast should be, I guess. Yeah. When I, that last episode I did on the space race, mm-hmm. I felt like we postulated some new ideas that just came fresh talking that I hadn't prepared. Yeah. I prepared for the podcast, but right. I hadn't thought as we were talking, just, I think your, your podcast does a good conversational process of helping something new happen in the moment. So I feel like. Thanks for saying that. Um, Well, I definitely always say that I do not know everything because I don't want, I mean, obviously it's history people come to listen and I am in no way, shape or form a historian. So I always say like, hey, I'm learning along with you. And if I get it, I said, I haven't put it out yet, but the episode that I recorded yesterday, I literally said like, I know there's more to this story. And please, if you find more on this person, send it to me. I want to learn. I want to learn. Let's have a conversation. So it's very based in that because I mean, I can't act like, yes, I know it all. And then I'll look like an idiot. How did you, know? you even get interested in the Kennedys? Because they were so, so far before you. Like, how did you? Yeah, uh, I watched a documentary in college, like oh, my freshman year. This because I've listened to all the. Oh yeah, you would have known. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, you didn't really answer the question. You but said see, our listeners, even if I knew, our listeners might not know, and I'm trying to lead you into the That's question. Great. Okay, but okay. you didn't answer the question though. You, oh, how many episodes? Yeah, I'm, so it's just yours. I've seen. Uh, some of the clips and things. Like, have you posted some clips and things? That does not count. Johnny, that's not Allison. That's uh, that's what is it? Some pot somewhere? She doesn't have clips, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't. Think I follow. You, I follow your social media. Okay. So I've seen the things you post okay. on social I'm media. Teasing. I'm totally teasing. the blurbs. She's uh, totally teasing, but if you were to listen to all of them, it'd probably mean a lot to her. Yeah. yeah. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm coming terms with the fact that I have a very my topic is not interesting to everybody. I don't. I think I have one friend that listens weekly. And I'm going to shout her out, Brenna Gillis. She, uh, she loves me. She listens weekly. Well, you got two now. Yes, and you've listened to all of them. I really appreciate it. You know, but he's going to stop okay. right now because he's no, good. Yeah, I'm done now. I'm done. Moving <laughs> yeah. When you get 80 more, I'll do this binge thing again. Sounds and, good. Uh, so, Sounds yeah. good. Um, back to your question, though. I watched a documentary uh, when I was in college and got really interested in just the whole aspect of yeah. them. I don't know, just the the Kennedy mystique, the allure, the scandal, right. the inspiring speeches. I mean, all of it kind of. And so I, it just kind of became a part of my personality that I was knew a little bit more about the Kennedys than anyone yeah. around me. I don't yeah. know why. And there's a lot that stems from their history, too. And then my granddad and I used to sit and just talk about them all the time and different theories or documentaries we'd watch and whatnot. And so it just became a thing. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to do a podcast. And I did. And, hmm. and here we that. are. I th- I think that grandfather aspect, and not to make this all emotional or anything, but every time I hear you tell the story, I think that's the coolest part for me, mm-hmm. and probably the part that it is an impetus greater than you might know within yourself. Because when you speak about your grandparents, it's always like it's a everyone doesn't have that rose colored you know memory, but you do yeah. of, of your grandparents. Like so, the idea that you had conversations oh, yeah. <laughs> as a young kid with your grandfather about Kennedy, I just think it's a really cool 
really cool concept. Yeah, he. Well, it's uh, like you're staying connected to him through the right. absolutely, and it kind of. I was really, really close to him, and it kind of breaks my heart a little bit because he. I told him like literally the week before he passed away. I told him I'm going to start a podcast on the Kennedys, and he's just was brilliant in every way, shape, and form, and just knew so much about history. And I was like, I want you to be on. I want you mm-hmm. to be a guest, and he said absolutely. And then he passed away, and uh, it was like so he never like I call my mom all the time, and I tell her like, Grant, I would be so happy to hear that I'm at this event or that. I'm talking to this person and like, I just, I mean, I know he knows, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I would just love to talk to him on the phone about it or something, you know? So I think about it all the time. I, uh, my, I, my mom died before, uh, she got to see me do stand up, And so like, I remember the first time I did like a full hour of stand up, and it was a really melancholy moment because it was such a good show, but also like, I, there was like a sadness there. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, she didn't, I know she's seeing it, but it's like that thing of. I bet she would have been proud of this, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's tough. That's a weird thing. But, yeah, you're right. Like, the things we do to try to stay connected to the people that we love in our family and we respect, like, it's it's very strong uh, emotion, very strong urges there. I don't think I ever would have even really had the podcast or continued the interest in the way that I did if we hadn't have had conversations about it and yeah. the banter that I try to facilitate on my own show, you yeah. know? So I don't know that that would have ever even really happened. And so, yeah, it's it's One crazy. thing you told me about your show – that was fascinating to me because you said, I said, is there anything you don't want me to say? And you said, well, just know that you can say whatever you want, but I don't get into my political opinions mm-hmm. about JFK. I don't really, she got, you go, I'm more of a historian and a researcher, but I do not like say, and therefore I believe this was wrong. Right. Yep. You don't like to make a grand statement about it. And I thought, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> it's tough. Like, I feel like everything I do is just so judgmental. Like I'm boiling things down. I'm summing them up. I'm giving an opinion. Uh, that would be the hardest part of the job to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's brutal. I'm going to be honest. It is brutal, especially when there's any kind of like political turmoil or anything going on that I want to – I mean, yeah. I have commented on things before in my stories and stuff, and people just annihilate me or or rightfully co- correct me. I've been corrected to where people have been like, hey, like – for lack of a better term, your brand's not really about this. Is this kind of disappointing? Like I've literally received those messages yeah. before. And so it made me realize that I wanted to have just a very like, you know, even bipartisan look at things. And I've received a lot of good feedback about that because people will be like, hey, I'm, you know, a liberal, I'm a conservative, I'm whatever, but we all can come together and talk about this thing that we're all interested in. Yeah. And it doesn't really have to be opinion based. That's true. But there's definitely things that I feel very strongly on. That well, that's the thing. Just because you don't share about. opinions doesn't mean you don't have them. Oh, I have them all. It just means you go, like, this for the greater good, I'm going to stifle this. Mm-hmm. Well, like, even we live in a day and age where even if you try to be bipartisan, there's an assumption. It's like people that listen to sports broadcasts and they go, I hate Joe Buck because he hates my team. Mm-hmm. And then the other team be like, he hates my team. You're like, well, he's probably pretty good then if you both think he hates your team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're playing each other right now. And you're like, he won't shut up about Tom Brady. He loves Tom Brady. And the guy's like, no, he always talks about Aaron Rodgers. He won't shut up. About, uh, he's probably pretty fair then. Yeah. Yeah. But like we live in an age where like you were talking about the Ken Burns documentary about uh, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Like I bet you there are people – who think that he has laced in his political ideology into that just because it's inherent. Like we, he might be like, well, I'm just going to give facts. I'm going to give this, these untold stories, but we live in a day and age where we're digging for that. He's got an agenda. Mm -hmm. I bet he's got an agenda. We're looking for it. You know? Well, there's no viewpoint that's not offensive to something. I think we said that before. Yeah. Like all viewpoints have an angle and there's going to be a disagreeable angle to it. Um, some at some point that's this idea that there's someone can can report, <laughs> and I do believe that in the news um, we have moved into commentary with news now, and there's a blending of it. Yeah. When there was a day and age where um, a Walter Cronkite or whomever like yeah just reported what the facts were. Now there may have been a slant, but nothing like the you know. Yeah. Takeaways, and part of that is our politicians themselves now can ridicule each other openly in speeches, name call, curse one another. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have the tapes behind the scenes, they were doing, like I said, those opinions were already are always there. But there is a respect for the platform, the respect for the position, and the respect for your opponent for the good of the country. That this is that civility is good for the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good for society. There was a, a, a shared belief in that. Um, 
even I remember one of the episodes. Let me see, was it who was it that that kept agreeing with with during the presidential debate? Was it Nixon that kept agreeing with with Kennedy? Oh yeah. Like everything Kennedy says, I know I do agree with that. And then he would go into something else, Mm -hmm. you know, but he, he lost because he was too agreeable, which you don't think about that with Nixon, you know, per se, and and whatever your, your perceptions are. He was like a pushover. He looked like a pushover. But I go, what a beautiful time in American history. Not that, I mean, I don't want to put rose colored glasses on that season of American history. It's awful for a lot of people, but I'm saying from a, from a civics standpoint, at least in that engagement and that discourse, like. It was okay to agree, but Nixon didn't want to. He he just did. Like right. he was he was furious that he did agree on well, certain so things, or even had to be the follow up to say, sure. "Oh, I also am with you on that." You know, he didn't want that at all. Well, and, and to that point too, yesterday was the primary elections, and Laura and I were talking about some of that. We both voted, and and she was going through and reading, you know, different candidates' things, and she said what really bugged her was there were. I'm, I'm going to use this party. It doesn't mean that's the only party this is happening in. But she said, what bugged me was is there – because if you're voting in the primary here, you're only voting for all Republicans or all Democrats. It's different ones within each party uh, who now will go to the general election. Mm-hmm. And it was like the Republicans and the Democrats are trying to out-Republican and out-Democrat the other Republicans and Democrats. Mm-hmm. And so some of their like, like things were – I'm more Republican. Right, it's an ever-narrowing level of purity. Right. It, it was just... like, no, no, he's he's conservative. I'm more conservative, the, the most conservative choice. And you go, like, even with the people we agree with now, we have to continue to what, – what's, what's the mathematical theory that led to the idea of infinity, which is between two different objects, you can always half the distance. Yeah. Forever, you can half the distance. And so if, if I half this distance, if there's an infinitesimal amount of distance that I can continue to half, I will never actually reach you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And that's what we've done here now. We continue to just sort of half. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep splitting up now even between yeah. ideologies that supposedly we share. I'm going to keep splitting the distance. I'm going to keep making this these razor-thin things. But within the razor-thin differences, I'm going to proclaim – that you are now an extremist Republican mm-hmm. and I am a fundamentalist Republican or you're an extremist Democrat and I'm a, you know, like it's like, and, and, and there are, there are things within it, but we have grown so polarized and I hate to use those words cause they mean nothing. Now we hear the word polarized among people who are doing the same thing we're talking about. Like we all say we're polarized as if it's like, yeah, it's it, what we mean is everyone else is polarized except the one who's talking. Mm-hmm. Well, we kind of deserve the leaders that we're getting now because they've just learned to employ the tricks. Yeah. The yeah. best. They're the most clever. It's not that they're the best people for the job. It's that like, it's almost like the people that figure out the algorithm, like we were talking about earlier. It's yeah. like, that might not mean they have the best content. They just figured it out. They just go, it's like when people talk about mudslinging, like, I'm not going to go dirty in my campaign. I'm not going to go negative. Well, going negative works. And so eventually people go negative. Everybody right. goes negative now because it works. It's like nobody ever wants to admit in baseball, I took steroids because it made me hit 50 home runs. Mm-hmm. They just go, no, 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 I never did it. And then when they get caught doing it, they go, well, I got caught, did it one time. Nobody ever goes, yeah, I did it. Some guy was trying to take my job and he was using steroids too. Right. Like it's like that that would almost be refreshing just to be honest about it. But we just go, No, 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 I'm the real Republican, this guy's a clown, mm-hmm. I'm the real guy. And then you just learn to be shadier than the other person, but that sells. Like it that anger and outrage that you're harvesting, it works every time. And until we as a, an electorate get fed up enough with it that we go, This is a trick we've fallen for every election cycle. That the one person just always just like goes dirtier than the other and finds the dirt on the guy. When are we going to be fed up with it? But we just still be like, oh, like we like the dirt. Well, yeah, I, that's always existed. I mean, literally, like yeah. Johnson did that to yeah. Kennedy. Even well, um, what I was going to say about the Kennedy uh, Nixon. This is again my limited knowledge of it, but I remember hearing a factoid about one of their debates. Maybe it was their last debate before the election that it said, and this kind of was the tipping point of of the appearance of the Kennedys. Mm-hmm. And when we started getting into like we like our politicians to be handsome, was it wasn't it something like the people who watched the debate thought Kennedy won? The people who only heard Listen the debate thought, thought Nixon won. Nixon yeah. won. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's really like that's a crazy tipping point. In what politics. if people who listen to our podcast think it's really great? That's what I'm going to say. And they watch. We've gone it, video, like, oh, and they're like geez. these ghouls. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I've, been, I've been listening to a couple of goblins. <laughs> they're oh, no. imagining. You ever see that? You have that people that are like on the radio that you listen to drive time radio for years. Like, 
Like, I remember you used to listen to the old Phil Valentine show, and I just had a picture of what he looked like in my head. Yes. And then you saw Phil Valentine, and you're like, oh. That this, it wasn't like he was ugly, but you just go, no, his face is pointier than I thought it would be. Oh, I get told all the time that my voice is not – like, people are like, yeah, I did not think you would look like that. So people told me they think I would be have black hair all the time. Huh. I'm like, Really? So I don't, I don't look like, I don't sound like a blonde, I guess. I don't know. But uh, I was just thinking about something when y'all were talking back and forth. Uh, I feel like people do try to take, especially like historical figures that are really inspiring and put them in whatever box they want them to be in. One of the most common arguments right now that I hear all the time is Kennedy would be a Republican if it it were now. Like he would be a Republican. And I don't think that's true personally. Um, But it's just, and his grandson even wrote an op-ed and said, that's not at all true. But People that think that what he said was inspiring want him to fit within their mold, and yeah, so yeah. they make it whatever they want. Well, it's like people be, that say know? Martin Luther King would be against the uh, BLM. You know, they say, "Oh, he would not." Martin Luther King would not stand with Black Lives Matter because it's so radical and it's whatever. And he was peaceful, and it's like you're putting words in his mouth. You're literally it's revisionist history. You're trying to make him more comfortable and, and, and bite sized for you for your new cause. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Jim Artesi put out an article this week and, and was – if you've never read Letters from a Birmingham Jail, it's um, in response to clergymen who are admonishing and chiding Martin Luther King. So he's in jail and he's writing to white Christian moderate mm-hmm. preachers in Birmingham who are telling him, hey, 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 you know. And that's where he comes to the whole like it's, – it's not the – it's not really the, the KKK or – that is the greatest threat to what we're trying to do is, is the white Christian moderate mm-hmm. who's more devoted to order than to justice. But it's a response to right. clergy. And you kind of you kind of miss that like they're they're taking it. So today that's, that's part of the thing on, you know, Martin Luther King's birthday or whatever. You'll you'll find lots of people who are posting about it, like you said, to their own end mm-hmm. or to their own sort of interpretation uh, and I think that's why history is so important. Yes. To go back and go, uh, what did this guy? Look, no one is going to be a hero uh, in in every sense of the word. All people are more than one thing, mm-hmm. and I think that's a dangerous game. George Washington cannot be the American hero. We we can make him that over time, but it, it becomes just more legend than it becomes reality. Mm-hmm. So there may be a lot of noble things about George Washington, uh, but anyone that you elevate to the point, you might as well just put him in Hamilton in the play mm-hmm. and be like, oh, okay, you know, that's not exactly. I mean, it, it's great, and there's 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 elements of it from an artistic viewpoint. But if that's really your historical viewpoint is if, you know, this is what this these people did and they did no wrong, then you rob it of the richness of it and you also then set yourself up for failure because the insinuation is is we need one of those heroes again. Yep. And now yeah. you're looking to someone around you who will do no wrong as they did. If we could just go back to the Reagan, if we could just go back to the Martin yeah. Luther King. And you're already looking go- you're looking at a false narrative. Right. Yeah. And now you expect somebody to live up to something that never was real anyway. Right. It's yeah. interesting how there was so much reverence for figures in the past, so much so that a lot of people don't know a lot of the things. I mean, Martin Luther King Jr. did bad things. He right. did amazing things, but he also, you know, was a flawed man. You know, Kennedy did great things, but also was a flawed man. And people won't kind of believe that because those things weren't told at the time. And now everything's told. So you can be a great person and have made similar mistakes to these people, but you're canceled and no one will ever hear from you again. Yeah. So it's a very interesting thing how there's not – there's no middle ground at this point, yeah. you know? So, I don't know. And that's why no one can stand. Mm-hmm. No one can stand in, in a culture where only known perfectionism is accepted. The things we don't know about you, that that doesn't affect it the yeah. same. Once They're going to find know, a tweet from when you were 12, and that's going to be the end of you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll dig up something. They'll Like, if you do something awful and need to be in jail, something like that, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying, like, just a flaw of yeah. humans. That you've grown a, a and moved on from so, in some cases. That you've moved on from. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everyone has those things. We're all human beings, you know? When it's relativism, this is where it comes down to it, is what is the thing? If you So when you said that statement, it's really big. If you did something awful. See, there's the line. Yeah. What defines that? We don't have a singular line anymore, and maybe we never did. Yeah, what's awful to you might not be awful. There was a moment in time where I was thinking like you kill somebody or something like that. I don't know. I was thinking like we go to murder, go to you know, go to us. But at the same time, John, how'd you hurt your finger? Be honest. Yeah, (laughs) tell us right now. (laughs) I killed a guy with his finger right here. Um, He doesn't know his strength. Then he tweeted about it. I couldn't believe he did it, but. He deleted it, but I got a screenshot. We'll see. Well, it'll all come out. I tried to type a response, but this is really hard with this splint. Uh, you, you go to this like 
this in the in the fifties and sixties, there were a lot of white Americans who would say murder is awful, and then support uh, police releasing attack dogs on black protesters, mm-hmm. and go oh you know like on children and stuff. Mm. And so, like, that's the relativism of – I think that comes back to the whole once someone is, is dehumanized in some form, which is yeah. what cancel culture does. I know we're throwing a lot of buzzwords out. But if someone is dehumanized, then you no longer have to have a human response to what is right. happening to them. Right. Yeah. It's really dehumanizing yourself. When yeah. you dehumanize another, you're the one now who doesn't look at – who doesn't see it anymore like a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast about uh, – it's called You're Wrong About and it was about torture device, medieval torture. And how so much of what we believe happened in medieval times is mythologized. It was like 1800s carnivals and county fairs made these devices like Iron Maiden and stuff. And like people weren't just being thrown into Iron Maidens or put on the rack. Like there wasn't just like, oh, we just threw another guy on the rack today. Like it was like maybe one or two people had these devices. And so it's been so overblown. And we imagine – and they said – this is a sociologist that was on the show and historian. She was talking about how – Society loves to tell itself stories about itself. And one of the things we love to tell ourselves about ourselves is that these people, we still torture, but we don't torture like they did indiscriminately. We only torture if you fly planes into our buildings. Like history, you need to think that you're on the right side of something. And once you think you're the good guy, you can justify all manner of horrible things. Because you're like, yeah, but I'm doing this for freedom or whatever it is. And I'm not saying that horrible things didn't have to be done in the name of liberty in the past. And I get it that I'm the safe person that's the pacifist and I need you on that wall, all that. I understand. But there is a a line where we just go, we need for the past people to be barbarians in some ways so that we can be like, we're we're evolved now. We also need them to be like perfect in the case of George Washington Mm -hmm. so that we can be like, but here was a guy who rose above and he did the right things. And so why can't you be more like George Washington or whatever? Right. Right. Or in the case of Kennedy, we had the whole, I knew Senator Kennedy. I worked with Jack Kennedy. You're no Jack Kennedy. It was a huge like kill shot against Dan Quayle because he dared to compare himself to Kennedy mm-hmm. in the vice presidential debate. And Lloyd Benson was like, mm-hmm. and that was a huge moment. And it like it derailed that. He won that debate. They still won the election, but it was like Lloyd Benson won that debate because of that line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Interesting. I would like to say I very much respect and admire MLK and JFK. I wasn't like trying to say that God, they were terrible people or anything. No, no, no. I, I very much respect them both. I was just <laughs> saying they were humans. They made, you know, just like I make mistakes every day. They made mis- mistakes. Our podcast is a platform for people who want to come on and now take down all the other things no. you said in their own podcast. Yeah, no, oh, no. Yeah. I was listening here like, oh my gosh. Is there anything else you'd like to take back? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, okay, now. What else do you I'm say? I'm only mildly sweating. It's okay. <laughs> what else do you say that you don't mean? Like, that's a real. Oh, no. Okay. no. But you were talking about the the transition of news to like a more editorial style and commentary like i read an article about that and it was uh, it was more focused on news culture but it talked about how there was an era of news where like you might have an editorial segment think about 60 minutes you had the andy rooney you'd have like 60 minutes boom boom boom. here's our stories here's you know here's some personal interest stories but then you have andy rooney he'd be like Travel's gotten crazy. And he would just like talk about how the lines at airports are too long or we've got to do something about uh, pork in these bills that people pass. And it's like, did you know that they're authorizing this? And it would be like this huge commentary piece on like government waste. Now that's the news. Yeah. Andy Rooney and his ilk, he's dead. But you know what I mean? Like what we're doing, what we're seeing now and calling it news, these are, these are people editorializing, but they're wearing the suit of Walter Cronkite. Mm-hmm. So sometime along the way, that's what this article surmised is that there used, used to be you'd have like your guy in the suit is your anchor, your Brian Williams or whoever, your Dan Rather. And then you have your editorial guy and he's more like a he's dressed more folksy. Right. And it's like you could see that transition because of that. And then at some point we just were like, no, keep the suit. And it lends itself this weird like credibility to your editorializing. And now we just go, yeah, I watched, I saw it on the news last night. What was the news? And they tell you what it was, and you go, that's not the news. Well, but to their defense, below, it goes, guys, I would like to now start off this episode with breaking news. Yeah. They call everything yeah. they call breaking the news. news. Yeah. So you call it news, and then you editorialize. Yeah, yeah and I just, man. Or like uh, the what Nancy Grace Every every show she says bombshell. Like <laughs> if you ever watch Nancy Grace, it's yeah. fantastic because she just has to figure out how she's going to work bombshell into the thing. Yeah. That's our breaking news. Oh my goodness! 
Yeah, what did what did O'Reilly say? This the spin the spin stop, stops yeah. here. Yeah, the spin yeah. stops here. Well, they I used, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, that. that come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a fascinating. Again, I think that's why the Kennedy. Well, I think it speaks more to us too. Like it's easy to be like, oh, it was diabolical what they did and what news and organizations did, and now we've got these two like polar opposite things, and we're being pulled left and right. But really, honestly, it speaks more to what we need. We need that certainty that a guy in a suit is going to tell us what to think. Yeah, and it's it's our problem. Instead of being like, let me just read the news and I'll figure it out for myself. They were at some point somebody said, "I'll hold your hand and tell you what to think," and we were like, "Okay, Daddy." Like we were good with it, mm-hmm. and now we have what we have. Yeah, but how are you supposed to know what's happening in Ukraine? Like there are just things about news. Journalism serves an important purpose in a democratic society because it really is to inform the electorate mm-hmm. and inform the constituency about things that they cannot. They're supposed to be about their lives, and this is where they get the information. And so an, edit, you know, an, an editorialization of that has a role. Like it's okay for you to have an opinion on it, but it's supposed to be able to deliver the inf- – it's the town crier. This is what happened today on the other side. Mm-hmm. So this is what makes us a community is that you're somewhat aware of what's happening with the other people who live in the same town as you uh, or live in the same country as you. And in this particular case now we've grown who live in the same world as you. And so – in some ways, it's like there's going to be a stream of information. I think people have figured out that they could make more – they could gain more power and more you know, resources if you amp up the anger of that stream. Yeah. And because the world issues – and people have always been angry ever since you know, I know American democracy. It's always been that way. I mean we talked about it before, and I don't know if we talked about it on your podcast, but um, man, the, the newspapers like Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton – would be the patrons of whole newspapers in order to take down the other one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like they would propaganda have, pieces. They would have edit- editors who would have this newspaper, and the main purpose was <laughs> to take down Thomas yeah. Jefferson's. Maybe it's about population. Then there's just so many more of us now, and it's easier to like. It's like people have learned how to shepherd that rage and funnel it into something that they can now move around. Oh yeah. You know, it's not just a matter of like, You've we're all mad and I'm going to win this election because I've convinced you that without you electing me, this thing is going to take over the world. Like that used to be a thing. Now it's like I can make you do any number of things. We can make you stop buying certain things. We can like because of rates like, you know, people are going to boycott Disney again. I remember the, boy, the Disney boycott when we were kids yeah. uh, was from the evangelical side because they uh, had gay day or whatever it was. And it was like, we're going to bring Disney down or whatever. And now you're seeing, like, the same thing really happen because, like, there's an alleged Disney's, like, putting an agenda in their movies and their films and parents are outraged and all that. So it's like we're seeing this cycle come back. But it's like I don't even know. Like, you, it, it, it is a, it's a mobilization of that rage. And it's so much easier to do. I guess social media has made it easier. But I think, again, we've wired ourselves now to be mobilized. I can – I expect an opinion. Remember there used to be point-counterpoint pieces. There would be editorials, but there would be like point, and then there would be like another guy on the opposite side. I remember seeing those side-by-side side in the paper. Sure. I don't know that you have that anymore. Remember Hannity and Combs was the original Fox News show. Yeah. Fair and balanced, and they would have Hannity and Combs, and Alan Combs was the, the liberal, yeah. and then Sean Hannity was the right-wing Republican, and they would have, have this friendly like but spirited conversations. And I thought that was like an okay show. It was an okay example of maybe what we should be doing. And then after a while, they were like, people don't like Combs. Get him out of here. <laughs> and so now it was just all Hannity all the time, you know. I don't know. Maybe Combs quit. He was just beat down, <laughs> wore out. I don't know. And I'm not saying Combs was right. I'm just saying like it was interesting to see a news organization allowing that to be. Now you would never see that. It's only like we're a left-wing organization. We're a right-wing organization. We, anything that doesn't fit our narrative, we're going to just spit up, you know, spit out right away. It's not yeah. going to make it to air. I don't know. Well, you said something last week, uh, and I think it, it's so key here. The assumption now is, is those who think differently than us must be out to destroy yeah. everything we all stand for. I think that assumption is a part of the problem because now you, you make no room for anyone to have a counter-opinion that's not – and it was in Not So Black and White. If you believe that anyone who differs in their opinion in any form from you is a dangerous radical, then by definition, you are a dangerous radical. Yeah. That is the belief of a dangerous radical. 
Um, because a reasonable belief says, oh, there's going to be not just two points. There's going to be multiple viewpoints of this. I don't have to agree with them. That is actually okay. Um, it, but it's not dangerous that they exist necessarily. That's what we're saying. Now, having a, some of this other viewpoint is a danger to existence. I, I think that I'm not trying to belittle it. Things can become dangerous over time, but we're almost making them more dangerous by our reactions are like, no, no, this viewpoint can't right. exist. It snuffed out. It can't exist. And, and to say that's going, man, that's when we get into historically some scary things. Mm-hmm. That's when you get into McCarthyism. You know, This viewpoint can't exist. I'm just, I'm just going to th- call everyone that I don't like a communist, which is what's happening today. I'm just going to call everyone a socialist or a Marxist or a social Marxist or a, a woke. Or, I'm just going to put some big label on it and tell you to be scared of it. And I sent you an article, Johnny, if you saw it, mm-hmm. about the, the conservative who came up with the idea that all we got to do is take anything we don't like about um, racial justice conversations and call it CRT. We'll just say that CRT is what's informing all of this, and then we can do whatever we want to do with it. Now, We've now, co-opted the word, and now we can make it mean whatever we want it exactly. to Exactly. I mean, it was like a playbook. Like it was a yeah. – the guy gave an interview about it. And so that's not an endorsement of CRT. That's like a, we should have a problem whether we agree with CRT or not with that sort of ideological strategy being employed against us. Instead, we go, and it probably is. Like I think you become addicted to the rage after a while, yeah. mm-hmm. and becoming addicted to the rage uh, is why we brought Allison on this podcast. Um, She's so angry all rage. the time. That's true. <laughs> Allison, uh, what else would you like to share? Because I'd like for you to share about where people can find you and all that. But anything else you want to? We, we, we Johnny and I did our thing there for a that a got bit. deep. Sorry, yeah. we were, so sorry. I felt like I was in one of those rooms where you're like looking in it, and there's mirrors, 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 because there's just like so many like theories bouncing. I liked it. I was here for it. Yeah, John and I have almost come to blows so many very times. Just like we just <laughs> he get he knows how to push my buttons. Oh Ellie. my goodness. I'm the hand of your combs. Yeah. <laughs> or you're the hand of Which one do you want to be? <laughs> Pick one. Um, no, just listen to Kennedy Dynasty. That'd be great. Oh, you got to. Every episode. 80? How many? Uh, I don't know, Johnny. How many? How many have you listened to? T- <laughs> listen to mine. Two was, episodes the most, of Kennedy Dynasty. The most recent one is mine, right? Yeah. No. Two, it two actually ago. is. I'm, yeah, I'm about to release. You got to listen to that one. It's about presidential humor and the history of like satire and kind of where it's gone. And, and we talk a little bit about that, about how like – there was a good faith ribbing of the other political side, whereas now it feels like all political satire is in bad faith, mm-hmm. and it comes from this position of rage. And we talk about kind of where that started and where the shift began, at least in my mind. So that was, I think it was a fun conversation. It was. It was honestly – I'm really proud of that one because there was lots of clips in it and all kinds of stuff. It was uh-huh. fun. It was a fun one. Um, yeah. I think just uh, please check out the podcast. I hope you like it. My, my goal is for people to just have a spark of interest in history. Mostly like my generation and younger because I feel like it's dying out. I don't. I think people are so into TikTok or whatever that no one's right. like reading or studying, and we just have to learn our history. Like it's so important, you know. Yeah. So um, I actually work now with the White House Historical Association as what's called a next gen leader, and our whole goal is to like continue, you know, preserving history and the history of the White House and all these kinds of things and spark interest in, um, you know, our communities around us and what yeah. we're doing there. So, yeah, it's just been a fun journey. And wow. I hope if you talk about that, Ursul, oh. <laughs> jump along, banter yeah. town. Count, you can count yeah. on our audience. They oh, are can. so mobile. Listen, we use the rage that we create to mobilize them. To go Perfect. hit subscribe on your channel. And my thing is, if you don't want to listen, like just leave a five star rating, write a positive, just say this is great. And just the start it that, playing I'm on your phone that. and turn the volume down while you do dishes. Nobody cares. Yeah, Nobody's going to know. Allie will never know. Yeah. yeah, she'll get the downloads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all what because you know she's watching every day, every <laughs> single day on refresh. No, but you can uh, find me on any anywhere you listen to podcasts at Kennedy Dynasty on Instagram too, and uh, Facebook. I'm trying to be better. Mm, I'm trying, right. but you can follow me there if you want. I, I'm really on Instagram the most. Um, so that's it. That's my spiel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're so good at the end of your podcast, like all the things that people yeah. need to do. It's a mental script now. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted you to, if you could, you know, is it on the cuff or off the cuff, Johnny? <sighs> off. Off the cuff. Well, it wouldn't be off the cuff because she knows what well, she's doing. I know doing. you had a niche way of saying it. So well, I, don't know how, I don't know what I'm doing to promote yours. I mean, I guess. Just, I wanted you to take your kind of like 
rehearsed script. What would you? How would you? How would you get more people? To, yeah, take, take y'all us, should take, take the audio out. of my ending and then yeah. just insert talk about talk that, about that. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> like the Siri voice. <laughs> I would say um, this is hard because I don't know your yeah. handles. Uh, what are your handles? We just talk about that podcast.com. Talk about that podcast. And then, yeah, you can yeah, say, okay. say follow us on Instagram. You don't have to say the handles. Because all those archived, all the archived episodes are there. But plus, pressure. you can. <laughs> the I, was, right I, I just think, I think we should, just have, don't a, blow we should it. have a recorded every week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would be interesting. Okay. There's no pressure, but just hey don't guys, blow it. guys, make sure you. I would say just make sure that you keep up with all of our episodes. We have tons of archived episodes. I personally, as Allison Holland, go back and listen to them all the time because yeah. I forget things that you guys say. The fun part is hearing you guys say something that, like yeah. about historically I, ooh, way I remember wrong. John said something about Zoom. It was it wasn't Zoom at the time. It was like a group Skype, yeah. and Johnny was like, "Oh God, how do you, how would you even how would you even manage? That? Yeah, Eight, seven people in a window. It'll never work. It's so much and I still stand by that it, it's not great." Nobody goes, oh, I can't wait for my no, that's Zoom a good. Meeting. That's a great point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's no, a nightmare. If it, y'all have a lot of episodes, so it's like, yeah. a, you know, a refresh thing. I just forget yeah. what you said, then I go back and listen again. So <laughs> so you can find those there and do it. Listen. And also, share with your friends and family. <sighs> Word of mouth, people. It works. <sighs> share on your socials, you know? Yeah. Send that episode out and say, I really liked this one. Check it out, It everybody. makes us feel good when I see the, the shares on the episodes. Yeah. yeah. Makes well, me- install a landline and make a phone call about it. <gasps> yeah. You know? Or start your phone playing <laughs> and just play it over the landline to your grandma or something. <laughs> listen, Grammy. She's yeah. Like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah, well, this was, was a collect call. It wasn't as concise wasn't, as yours. I wasn't done. I was going to keep going. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, good, yeah, yeah, great. I was also going to say, everybody, yeah. Patreon. Oh, right. Patreon oh, yeah. is a wonderful resource because if you care about your creators and the oh. amount of work and time that they're putting into yeah. providing you with an escape every single week. You think this is easy? <laughs> You're ruining it, Johnny. I'm sorry. <laughs> Trying to get your money. <laughs> so literally, your creators are pouring yeah. their heart and souls uh, into this. So let's mm-hmm. just give them a few bucks. Help yeah. them out with those sure. marketing costs or with you know things that they need to get for the show to make it even better for you. So coffee. check out, yeah, coffee. Everyone needs coffee. So yeah. check out uh, Patreon and make sure that you are following. Talk about that everywhere, mm-hmm. and yeah. obviously subscribe, download, yes. listen. I love it. I feel like that was terrible. That no, was so, we, no, it was great. If Johnny, you really put me on the spot. Though. We'll clean it up. No, I did that. We'll clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> you probably need to. I remember, no one's going to listen to my podcast and be like, "God, this girl sucks." Did you know that? Uh, so I'm still doing a book giveaway, mm, mm-hmm. and I've given away quite a few now. Been, if you haven't got yours yet, it's in the mail, guys. But my last one, uh, someone requested. You know how you know how they heard about this podcast, and now they're going to read not so black and white. Kennedy Dynasty. Really? They're listening from there. They came here. So let's do it the other way, guys. Let's go back to Kennedy Dynasty now. That would be great. She's going to do a giveaway, too, I'm sure, of something. Uh, you could do a giveaway of my book if you want. Sure. You know what? Yeah, I think I did, actually. I of did. Mine? Yeah. Let's oh. uh, Yeah. I did a giveaway. We could, we could give away a few books. I would be happy to do that. Yeah, Absolutely. I actually got an email the other day saying that someone listened to my episode with Johnny, and they loved it, and now they're a Talk About That listener. That's so, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Listen, if we just reach one person, yeah. we'll let's face it, that's down. not that's, great. I'm not going to be able to continue. To yeah. <laughs> my parents were right about me. Oh, that's great. Well, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. Allison, thank you for being with us. Thank it was you. A, it was a pleasure as always, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, we'll see you next week on Talk About That. Hello, my name's Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.